1: Welcome, welcome. We are starting our week four of A Woman Who Doesn't Quit. Um, We are going on live at the same time, just having some technical difficulties, Um, but we wanted to start the recording. So if you are on the recording, welcome. Thank you for joining us, and we will be with you very shortly. Welcome, welcome. If you are on the uh, line, if you can hit star six to mute yourself. And then if you need to come in, you just hit star six
0: to just come in. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: We are just waiting for Facebook to build our audience. If you are on the line, just give us a couple minutes. We're shy of what is it, 8:28, I believe. So we'll just begin in a couple minutes, and then we're at week four. We have one more week uh, left of the habit and then we'll get ready to go into the holiday and have some fun with family and friends. I hope that you are doing that already. I feel the need to watch Charlie Brown tonight and I feel the need to get my hey and get my decorations up. I haven't done that yet. Some people do that right after Thanksgiving and I'm not exactly there yet. But I felt the need tonight. I'm like, I feel like I should have my decorations up. (laughs) Hey, Andrew, get started. Oh, it's 831. All right. So welcome to week, is this four of a woman who doesn't quit? I'm excited about this week. And so I am looking forward to this week is about open to the movement of God. Hi. (laughs) Hi. So we are going to get started. I wanna pray and get us in. Is Charlie Brownland tonight? No, but here's the thing. It's on YouTube. I found it on YouTube. So, um, I started to watch it the other day and asked that I couldn't watch it without him. So um I gotta go back and, you know, search it and we'll watch it. All right, so I am going to um pray us in and then we're gonna get started because I wanna make sure that I keep the time. Amen. Hold on one
0: All right.
1: We have someone on the line. All right. God, we just want to thank you for another day, an awesome day. I feel like this has just been the most productive day and hopefully the same for all the participants. God, that we come before you today just um, asking you for revelation and that we would glean something just like Ruth did. God, we just thank you for this Bible study and you teaching us through um, Nikki's experiences how to not give up, to get some habits, and to not quit for what you have called us to do. And so we just ask you to bless us, bless the people that are here tonight, and maybe they'll come on later, but we know that you will give them something that they need in their life for the season that they are in. And so we thank you for all things in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay. So let me read you some things, and um, I'm a little amped up. <laughs> I did two workouts today, um, and so I feel amazing, and I shouldn't have did them this late in the afternoon. I've been working out at lunchtime trying to uh, just get back into to my regular routines of normalcy, and so this is a, not such a great thing when you're amped up at 830 at night because I need to go to bed. So let's start off with the introduction I read every week. Is there something you are ready to quit? Is there someone you want to give up on? Every now and then, I'll get an ounce of determination and start to pursue the dreams, the talents, and the gifts God has given me with all my might. But it seems like once I get going, something is always trying to stop me. I often quit before I even realize I quit. But then I discovered this woman in the Bible, Ruth, and she taught me so much more then a Bible story. Through her life I discover, I've uncovered five life giving habits to help me persevere when things get hard, complicated, and messy. These habits do more than just motivate me. They help me to fight resistance when it rises. They taught me to pursue discipline instead of desire. And I determine my daily direction. And that is from Nikki. So there was another thing I wanted to read you really quick, Um, our quit strategy. This might be my favorite. To overcome any battle, there has to be a strategy. This is ours. Um, And I just want to reiterate that there's this acronym, it's quitting. It's uh, the Q, the the U, the I, and the T, and it's questions that we need to ask and answer, and hopefully you're pondering through understanding the word um, into the promise and turning something around. And just remember, the enemy of our souls, Satan, knows what pushes us to our limits. Remember that. He wants us to give up on our hopes, our dreams, and our plans God has for us. He wants us to quit because then there is one less threat to him. And I wanted to read you that because as soon as I walked, I could see my kitchen. As soon as I walked in my kitchen yesterday, I heard the scripture um, to be sober and diligent because the enemy um, is always lurking to steal, kill, and destroy and so I wanted to read that this week because just be reminded that he's always, ever present, always up to some stuff. So we're on week four, and this is the habit. Hold on. Uh, we're on week four of the habit, she stays open to the movement of God. And our quote was, whatever course you decide upon, there's always someone to tell you that you are wrong. There are always difficulties arising which tempt you to believe that your critics are right. To map out a course of action and follow it to an end requires courage, and that's Ralph Waldo Emerson. All right, so down to the nothing. So I picked my favorite day this week, and I kind of, it coincides with our message that we are reading um, at our church service, which is Isaiah 43 and 19. I'm going to read that to you. This week is, I mean, for this day, is day number two, when you don't know what God is doing. And it's, see, I am doing a new thing, Isaiah 43 and 19. I am now, hold on. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So we're gonna just recap and I'm gonna do more of the number two this week versus all of the questions that we have in the um next week, but you'll see what I mean. We're just kind of switching it up a little bit. So, um Nikki talks about her fixer upper and she talks about in the beginning of day number two where she goes when things are falling apart. Do you have a place that you go um, when things are falling apart, and I laughed at this because i I'll share this with you. I go down to uh, the water in my um development, well, actually, I have two places of water in my development, one <laughs> is behind someone's property, and so um, I can't go there that often, but it's a beautiful land of water, and every now and then, I'll just kind of like walk through the driveway really early in the morning if I can and just stand there and just pray. But my regular place is right not too far down the street from me, and it's a body of water, any water, really, really, any water. And so I love how Nikki says this. She says, I do. Um, When they moved into the Fitzgerald Farm, there's this old, giant, majestic oak tree. I love this tree because it reminds me of the deep roots that are all over the farm. It also it's special to me because it is one of the first things I saw when we came to look at the Fixer Upper Farm. And so I told you already where I go. I go to the water. And then she says, under the oak tree I pray and I wrestle with God. And I love she uses words because that's my word. I'm always talking about uh, Jacob. And I go out there and wrestle with God. And I literally do because I take, like, major concerns out there. And I'm like, God, I just don't understand it. And uh, I go back and forth with the Lord. She says, uh, under the oak tree, I pray, I wrestle with God. I often ask him to help me understand how I can be open to what he wants to do through these situations. And that's very profound because it's like um, how I can be open to what he's doing through these situations. And sometimes we have these situations that are um, so complex, and not understanding. And people last week had a lot of, um, this is a comment that I heard a lot last week. Uh, God never gives you anything that you can't bear. And I said, I hear that, but you don't know that you can bear it until you go through it. And so while you're going through it, it seems tumultuous. It seems uh, overwhelming. It seems like a lot, like it seems too much. And then when you go through it, you realize that uh, she talked about this courage that was in the, the quote, that courage that you need. So um, you, you scurry up and, and do whatever you need to do, but going through it, right, sometimes you're like you have to call on people, you're in prayer. Uh, sometimes I'm on my face in prayer. When things are really, really rough, you're talking to people, and you're going through just really difficult times, you don't know that you can make it through it until you go through it. And I give this example, if I can, Um, I just watched my cousin, I call her my cousin sister. That's what's going on now that uh, we've gone through this. We call each other cousin sisters because we were raised as cousins, but we're so close. We're like sisters, so we're cousin sisters. And I watched her go through the last two years of um, taking care of sick. She said, don't know what you can manage until you're tested, right? And this is a test that you didn't even sign up for. It's like, you know, you take exams, you know, you go take SATs and LSATs <laughs> and certifications and stuff. I'm prepared. I study for this. But this, this stuff that we go through, we have no idea um, that we can go through. But I said to Sequoia today, actually, you're already prepared for it. You just don't know and it brings something out of you um, that you have this other set of tenacity inside of you. Uh, but I shared about my, was uh, sharing about my cousin and how she went through these two years of taking care of sick parents. Actually, the last two and a half years, it was her uh, sister, her father, and her mother. And I look at her with such strength, and I watched her in the hospital, and I watched her take care. And I never, I never seen her make a face when her mom would call her. And I just seen something in her that I've never seen before, and literally. I like to um, compare this, that I say that all of us have to walk out a, a scripture and, um, and a story. And I watched her just walk out strength. I watched her walk out just a great amount of strength. And so um, those are the things that we take out, but we never know that we can bear it um, until we actually go through it. God can change our hearts in an instant, but sometimes it's a process. And so I love how Nikki says that their deep roots, that the tree reminds her of the deep roots. And my water, um, her deep roots just lets her know that just they're just not wishes. Or um, God are not. God is just not wishes and hopes. That's what her the roots remind her of. My water reminds me of the the debt. I keep saying to Al that we just we got to keep our nose above the water because sometimes things get so complicated we feel like this, you know, and so I said, if we could just, because you keep your nose up, right, you know, if your head is completely under, you can't breathe with your nose and your mouth, but I feel like if we could just keep our nose above water, that's what I compare it to, then we still have the ability to breathe and see above the water, even though it feels like sometimes we're, like, round, you know. All right, so I was so surprised when I saw Naomi's reaction uh, towards this situation with Boaz. It's like something had changed in her. It's almost like she was able to see God's movement through Ruth's ability to stay open to what he was doing. And it says, what is the first thing Naomi said in Ruth 2 and 20? So I want to read that to you. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed by the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness. the living or dead, Naomi continued, the man is a close relative. He is one of our family redeemers. And so I said Ruth stayed with God. She was hopeful, right? And so the thing that she says is, what is the first thing Naomi says in 2 and 20? Someone's following me. Forgive me. Um the Lord bless him. And so I need you to know this right here, this piece right here on page 95 if you're um, following with us. We have someone on the phone too. For a woman who was so angry, remember Naomi was angry and bitter. Remember she had all that to say and she just, I mean, she went through losing her husband and her sons. You can imagine. And I think they don't touch it. You know, the Bible doesn't touch how angry and bitter she was. You can imagine that she was just like, I'm done. For a woman to be so angry and bitter and shaking her fist at God to be tossing out statements like this shows us that something has changed in Naomi. This part of Naomi's story excites me because it reminds me no matter where we start, we don't have to end up there. And I thought about that too. I'm like, wow, we went from this place where she was bitter and angry to now she's coming to a different place. At any moment of a given day, we have. The power Mm -hmm. to say this is changing now. We don't know how long this took Naomi or what her process to this point looked like exactly, but we know that she got there. And so um, our quick quitting verse for this week is Isaiah, right? It says, see, I am doing a new thing, and now it springs up. And I underline spring because I was thinking about uh, when that thing springs up inside of you, you now you feel excitement. You like feel it in your belly, like it springs up. And the, the, the Bible says, "Do you not perceive it?" And I was thinking about some things in my life where I'm thinking there's some shifting going on. Does anybody, you know, you know when you have some shifting, some new things going on, and you feel like um, the only way have to compare it is, like when the season changes, like you know, like it's getting cold now. You know that you're getting ready to go into a different season. You start changing your clothes. And so when you have this new thing happening, there's some things where you tell people, you're like, this new thing is happening to me. I could just feel it. Like, I can't explain it, but I know that something new and exciting is happening. I feel, that's how I feel about this scripture. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Well, The wilderness is dry and dark, and here the Lord says you, Making a stream in the wasteland, you know. So we go over to page ninety-six, and uh, here's a question that we're asked: What is something if you can answer in the comments? What is something new that happens in your life that you weren't crazy about? I have been. Um, I put the constant ebb and flow with my kids now being adults. <laughs> There's a constant ebb and flow of me getting used to um they're still home and they're adults and so we call each other um al and i call ourselves like room you know the ras of the house uh we feel like we're in the dorm sometimes there's um the constant getting used to and respecting the space and the boundaries. Um, there's company here. Of course, you guys hear me talk about it. So um, although it's a great thing because we are able to be a part of all of these different people's lives and hear what's going on and all those things, it's just an adjustment period. It's a flexibility. So this um, number two, day number two was important to me because it says that she was open to the movement of God. And I was thinking about the movement of God, number one, because he's moving always in my life. But then there's always this flexibility that I have to have. I always have to have, and I, I say it all the time, I'm like I always have to be flexible. I always have to, you know, change different things because you just never know, you know, what's going on here. You know, you can predict it, but there's always just a constant ebb and flow of events that go on here. Um, In Isaiah 43 and 19, though the Hebrew word for new is chadash, meaning fresh. Fresh is always a good thing, right? When you think about vegetables, I keep thinking about vegetables so much. In this last week, I used to be a part of this um, uh, co-op program with the veggies. You know about the Indians? I miss my veggies because I miss the smell of fresh veggies. So when I thought about that word chadash, chadash, The Hebrew word I was thinking about fresh veggies um, because it's a great thing, the fresh start. I could think about a fresh start. God giving me a fresh start, or a pair of clean or fresh sheets, and that is wonderful, especially um, right now in fresh air. And we always need to open up the windows and just let our house air out. So all of those things remind us of, of fresh. One of the things I'm looking at, and I put it up in my story. If you guys go on and look later on Facebook, every month, and Claire reminded me, she said, Mom, you didn't change your month yet. I said, know, I'm behind. I've been working all weekend. Every month, I change my dry erase board, and I put, like, affirmations or things that I want to see. So November was, like, um, uh, new, fresh ideas, um, new levels, next levels, and so December, I just put my December up and has all those things. But I was thinking about the fresh ideas that I wanted to see in November and just believe in God for those things. Uh, to become a woman who is living out our third habit of staying open to the movement of God, we might need to accept a fresh, you new know, start with God. And I put my weight loss, and I needed a new start. And what I realized in this last week or so um, I was writing, like, um, one of the pages in my book, and I went back to a time where I worked out and worked out regardless of what the weather was. And I remember going outside in November, it was cold as I don't know what, and walking over to that water, and I walked no matter what. And I remember that I had this um, steadfastness, you know? And I just kept on going. So I asked myself, the way that you would get through this is just approach it. And I put the post up about, Aliyah, if you first you don't succeed, stress yourself off and try again. So for me, the weight loss is just a new start. It's like sometimes, I mean, even though it's almost five years that I've been on this journey, that you just got to start all over again. And some things you just got to start all over again. So that's what I think about Fresh Start. List all the areas in your life where you want to see God in and I put thinking and faith and walking and journaling. And I put up that post about my journal. I have this specific journal that um is this one here is for a specific thing. And um I've been starting and I know what it's for and so I'm just gonna go at it like never before. I need to do some things, and you guys can put it in the comments too. Now, this is an area an area which you are struggling to see God working and move through. And I said purpose, destiny, and just knowing my purpose is dead on is there's a there's some things that um, I know that God desires for me to do, but I, it, there's an area that I'm thinking He wants me to go there, and so I just want to know if that's the, the area. What are some ways you are resisting the movement of God? And I'm I'm doing this. (laughs) I got a question mark. God, do you want me to go there? Do you want me to move there? Questions. All right. But just like Naomi, none of us are hopeless. And that is the end of day two on page 96. And so hopefully you guys can reflect on that. We went through all of the days of this week. I want to recap our habits just so you know them. Habit number 1 is she accepts the assignment of refinement. It's one of the hardest processes and I think that we will go through it multiple times because we have to be refined over and over again. I don't think it's a um I think it's a, a process of um I don't know, I might be wrong with this. I feel like there's different maturity levels, so you're going to keep on going through refining, refining. God may refine you at one point for this, that situation or thing that he has you to go through, and I just feel like sometimes we just go through refinement um, and multiple times and we never know. You know how they say every seven years, like, you change? That's how I kind of think of refinement. It's like there's a process, continual process, because as we mature, there's different things about us and Different mindsets and shifts. Habit number two: she follows through despite how she feels. That is the one. (laughs) That is the one that I straight on. I have to make it part of my DNA, right? And then habit three is where we are today. I think I look forward to be refined by God because I know I'm maturing and growing with Him. That's good. That's good. You sound like so I I um I do this when you say that because Pastor Aisha does that. She says, I look forward to obstacles and challenges because I know that God still has work for me to do. So when these things come up, I know that there's some things that he has to work in me. And when she first said that, I was like, <laughs> so when I see you say that, I look forward to being refined, right, to follow through despite how I feel as tough, yes, because we have so many different things as women we have. Um, just I feel like it's constant warfare I feel like all the hats that you wear you know career and parenting and a wife and serving and hormonal all of these different things you're just in a constant battle so that one is very hard for me she follows through despite how she feels because I can feel like I'm just going to go to bed (laughs) <laughs> Just going to bed. Good night. <laughs> um, and three is where we are right now. She says open to the movement of God. Um, I think that's one that I, I embrace but I struggle with that too. Um, the movement of God because he's always doing that the scripture, he's always doing a new thing in my life and as soon as I think I got one thing, you know how they say, um, uh, his ways are not our ways are his his thoughts are not our thoughts, I always think about I'm like, I've got it. I've got to figure it out. And then, like, the whole script changes in, and I'm like, okay, I'm learning something else. And that's constant with me. It's just uh, God doing a new thing. So we've seen Ruth accept her assignment, get to work in, in this field. Something drastic has shifted with Naomi, and next week we are going to see some fruit from Naomi, from Ruth, Ruth's no-quitting journey so far. So I just want to ask you a couple questions out of the quit strategy, and then we're going to do some fun stuff, and we're going to end this week. Um, And the quit strategy, it's the Q, the I, and the T. I'm just going to do some Q and some U. Why is it important in your own life to constantly, you can answer these in the chat, you can answer these in your book, maybe you've done them in the book. Um, You can think about them as you're laying in the bed tonight. Um, you can journal them however you see fit to do it. Why is it important in your own life to constantly remind yourself of what God has done for you? Whew. I, I had to take a, a deep breath. <laughs> um, I think sometimes when we think that God is not moving and sometimes we look at a situation and we feel hopeless, that if we remember what God has done for us, and um, oh, I'm gonna give you my, a little story that I had wasn't I didn't think I was going to share that on on here today. Um, when you look at where God has brought you from and and where you are today, you know that He's got you. So I'm gonna give you just a little of my testimony. Last week, I sat in my room on the chase. And I sat there and it was just the weirdest thing. I, I sat for like 10 minutes and we were going to go get our Wawa. You guys know I go get Wawa every morning, um, my coffee with me and Al and the dog. And so they're all like downstairs and I'm just sitting there and next thing you know, I'm believing God for something in my life, right? I am believing God for something. And I am sitting there and I thought, that this is the weirdest thing. But I remember sitting in the bathroom of a house that I lived in when um, the kids were, I don't even know, two or three years old. And I remember sitting in that bathroom. The next thing you know, I started to think about each bathroom. I went back to the bathroom at that house. I went back to the next bathroom in the apartment that we lived where um, we lived in a two-bedroom apartment where I gave Sequoia a room Oh, I hope my my hope my battery doesn't die. I'm gonna have to get through this because um, it's like on five percent, and yet it's charging. Um, I lived in these. I lived in a two bedroom apartment. Corey had a room. The boys had a room. I li- I lived in. the, I stayed in the living room. I went back to all these places, and I thought back to how bad the situation was then, and and the, I reminded myself, or the Holy Spirit reminded me. And I said to to God that if you bought me from all those places and in every one of those places, I thought I would never, this is my thought, I'm never going to get out of here. Like I so believe, I was like, God, I'm never going to get out of this situation. It just was like, you know, like I made a certain amount of money and um, I didn't have my certifications and and schooling and all those different things. And I just thought I was up against, you know, taking care of kids and in a bad situation and I'm never going to get out of here. And then here I look today and that relationship is going and I have a wonderful husband and the kids are grown and they're in school, all of these different things. But I went back to those places and I went back to each bathroom thinking, I guess because I stayed in the bathroom, thinking I'm never going to get out of these places. So that's why I think it's important to constantly remind yourself. And I just did that last week that I said, God, here I am at this bathroom. I know what this bathroom looks like and I'm like and I'm so believing you believing um for you to do this new thing in my life. And so I had to remind myself and that that's just my testimony. Um, which of these habits so far are you finding you need the most? And I said, Follow through despite and how you feel and I'm gonna move because I don't want my lives to cut off me. How is God asking you to stay open to his movement right now? And I say, he is speaking to me mysteries that I've known, but I've um, been putting it on hold, and he's bringing it to fruition more. And so we'll look at the you, and you can look at that on your own time. And then um, there are some questions on page 114 for our new week. And so our new week, we're in week. This is our last week that we're going to do, and then we're going to, um, because we have one more habit after this next week. She gives others what she needs. And the quote is, you just can't beat the person who won't give up, and that's Babe Ruth. And we're going to read this week Ruth chapters 3, verses 2 through 18. I want to read that again. You (laughs) You just can't beat the person who won't give up. And that's something that we need to have in our mind that nobody can beat us if we can't give up. And sometimes we'll mess up, sometimes we won't um, make it. But if we just keep getting up and dusting yourself off and trying again, um, nobody can beat us. And so on page one fourteen, this is um, some things to think about. Right? Um, I thought about this week and would you do anything differently? And I said nope. I said because I learned a lot this week. Other than being a follower of Jesus, what would you want to be known for? And I said she pursued her purpose. That's what I want to be known for. You know that dash in the middle of 1973 and whenever I go about a year, I want to be known for her. she pursued her purpose. What is something that gets all your nerves when there's no hot water in my house? And the last thing share something that stood out to you from last week's personal time of study. And I was encouraged to know that Naomi became less bitter because in the beginning she, what is the place she moved to, Mara, because she was bitter. That was the description of Mara. She said, change my name. Remember, change my name to Mara because that meant bitter. So Naomi was coming out of her place. And I and I believe um, when we talk about grieving, or any situation that we're going through, um, time, you know, time heals all wounds, even though sometimes we don't completely get over thing, because there's some things that we can think about and it'll still hurt, but time heals some wounds, and so we can get through it if we just give it some time and just don't make, you know, the, the Bible says anger and sin not. So remember to watch the video and then keep on going, and it says finish the sentence. Right now in my life, I'm emotionally need of, and just keep going through that, and we can talk about that next week. So I don't want my life to uh, cut off. I want to show you guys this, and then we can pray and uh, close out. I think that just fell. Okay. Um, this month for December, I talked about writing gratitude, uh, the things you were grateful for, for November. Um, just in a notebook. And these are some things what I found is, I wanted to share this, these are affirmations. And literally this month, I found two places. I have a sticky on my computer and a post-it where I said that I am working from home. And what happens is there's a lot of things that I've written down um, that I've said, that I've looked at, that I've
0: changed,
1: changed my mind and didn't think some things were possible, but the Lord allowed it to be so. And so I was I wanted to encourage you to write some things down and to really think about where you desire to be, um, what you want to see God do in your life, and just the desires of your heart and putting them in front of Him, and, um, you know, asking God some hard questions. God, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? As we're closing out 2017 and going into a new year, I think it'll be beneficial. And then just to look at those things. I always have these affirmations. Right next to my bed, that says that I'm um, can get it out. Healthy and whole, and um, I'm beautiful like Sarah in the Bible, and I lose weight easily. And I say those things um, to reaffirm them to myself. If, if that makes sense, you know. Sometimes we gotta speak. Not sometimes, often. Just like David, encourage ourselves. So I just wanted to give that to you all. So thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back next week, same time, same place on the conference line seven two four 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 seven four 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 and it's one one seven six two five is the pin number. I am going to pray us out and thank you for joining us because I don't wanna lose you. I
0: don't wanna lose you. All right.
1: Thank you, Lord, for just another week of understanding and just affirming once again that a woman who doesn't quit. And so I hope that as we go through this that we will keep this book next to us and just remind ourselves and just that that you'll give us um, in the spirit that remember, don't quit. Remember you went through that study. Remember remember Naomi. Remember Ruth. That's how you talked to me. Remember that she didn't quit. Like all that stuff was going on and she lost people and she kept on going. And remember she wanted to change her name. Tomorrow, because she was bitter, remember, but things turned out for all of them. And so we just thank you for um, this opportunity. And I'm going to say, in Jesus' name, amen, because I got a house full of people, just like I say all the time in my videos. (laughs) So thank you so much, and we'll be back next week. That's okay. I didn't know y'all was coming back so
0: early.